Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Hello and welcome. Sunny from Sunlight here, and I am talking to Katie. Katie is a Sunlight mom who inspired this organization conversation by posting a question in our Facebook Sunlight Connections group. For those listening in who have not joined Sunlight Connections, either on Facebook or in our Sunlight app, please make sure you do because you can ask questions or answer other questions, and you often get to see photos of how other people are using their sunlight. So even if you're only just considering homeschooling with sunlight, you can still benefit from our Connections community. So Katie, before we jump into our organization conversation, I would love to hear about you. So we started homeschooling at the, at the very outbreak of um, COVID. It was not something that was on my radar. I was a preschool teacher at the time. My kids were in public school and um, also at that private preschool. And when I saw what was happening with their education, and understandably so, everyone was scrambling, but I wasn't satisfied with what I saw online with my kids and Sunlight brilliantly marketed that six-week kind of of end-of-year curriculum. And I jumped on that as soon as I saw it. I was uh, really excited to see real books. So we bought that and I was kind of hooked ever since. So we have been homeschooling since, yeah, March, April, 2020. We have three kids. Claire is our 12-year-old. Lottie is our 10-year-old and Grace is our seven-year-old. We really enjoy it. Um, We've moved two times since then. So we started out in Florida, moved to Texas, and then now live in Colorado. So we have done lots of transitions in the midst of kind of a crazy world. And sunlight has been a consistent thing for us, which I'm very thankful for. And so when I say that your post inspired this conversation, I'm going to tell people kind of what you posted. Uh, you posted that you know you're a sunlighter if you're researching the Dewey Decimal System to organize your sunlight library, which I loved that. Um, and you asked for people to show photos of their bookshelves or other storage ideas, which here at Sunlight, we call that a shelfie. And we love to see people's shelfies because, you know, when you're homeschooling with a literature-rich curriculum, trying to find a place for all those books is a big deal. So you requested that people show kind of their setup, specifically if they had more than one program out at a time. So I would love to know, you mentioned that you guys move frequently. How many programs do you have out currently? And does that change when you move to a new place? So I've always, regardless of where we've lived so far, I have operated with two cores out at a time. My older two kids are in one core. My younger has a core. And I realized that that's not ideal because there are so many just universally appealing books I really do want to have access to them. I want them to be displayed. So currently speaking, we have uh, several sunlight. I think I have five quite large sunlight boxes full of of books that um, need to be brought out. That's something that I'm looking to change. We actually are driving to Ikea this afternoon to purchase the Billy, the large bookshelves. So I wanted to see what people had done because I love pulling ideas from other people. I'm constantly just adjusting, tweaking, and I need other people to kind of observe because 
like why limit the world to what I know on my own? And that was kind of the inspiration for asking that question is how do you do it? I need to, I need to see things and some letters, I mean, is, it's sunlight is full of brilliant moms and even dads. So yeah, I, I definitely got some jumping off points from that post. But other sunlighters, especially if they've done it, they know what you're going through and they can give suggestions that might work. And it's funny that you guys are going to Ikea today. I'm actually sending my husband there to get the extenders for our belly bookcases. We need to go taller. You know, I was like, do I want to add another bookshelf now that we're about to do our 11th program? It arrived on box day and I don't really have space. So he's going to Ikea today to pick that up for me so that we can get our stuff organized. Great for military too. We move so often that we do not invest in super high quality furniture for now. So that bookcase being very reasonable, um, we're going to pick up a few and strategically place them in our house. So are you going to put them like in the living room or a dining room shared space, or do you have a separate school room? What are you, what are you thinking as far as that goes? Do our dining room functions as our school room? It has sort of a cubicle storage area right now that I'm revamping. And I believe that cubicle sort of shelf, it has six squares. That's going to hold about two cores. So I did order the labels from Sunlight. People suggested those. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I ordered six different sets of labels. The current core will go in the homeschool room. And I believe we'll put one of the bookcases, the larger ones in our living room, and that will hold all the previous cores think that another bookcase, one of the large ones is going in my younger daughter's shared bedroom. So they will have all of their kind of personal books. And my oldest daughter has her own room. She has her own bookcase, which is a little smaller, but I really like the idea of them cultivating their own library, you know, sunlight books, but it's also individual personal interests and things like that. So I want there to be space for everything. I love that. Yeah. Letting them choose books that they want and keeping the sunlight books out. I know sometimes because of space constraints, people do have to store some books away, but if you can leave them out, I love that because kids come back and reread the books that they read in younger years. And like you said, setting up their own personal libraries that they can kind of take ownership over. You mentioned right now you have the five boxes of sunlight that you've been storing things away. What has been kind of your longer term storage system in those boxes? Do you have them organized in any certain way or is it more just to move them until you get your new shelves set up? So two cores were packed back in sunlight boxes from um, our previous duty station, core K and D. They were kind of stored in boxes kind of indefinitely until, you know, I made this decision to change that. However, three boxes are just arrived. So these are our our three box day boxes for next year. So that's core uh, B and F. I have taken the, you know, the, the really cheap, I think they have like three plastic drawers. You can find them at like Target and Walmart. They're, sometimes they roll. So they're these sort of rolling cheap plastic carts. So what I have done in the past is I've broken down our sunlight plan for the, the whole entire year into individual weeks. And I've taken a rubber band and banded the books together and put a post-it note with which week they were. So for the most part, our books have lived in these sort of like sliding plastic drawers. And that sort of enabled me to go ahead and just open the drawer, find the week that was coming up and put those books out. And I would go ahead and put the books that we had read sort of back in the drawer when we were done. That system, 
I think did serve me well for the space we had in the past and it did help keep me organized. And I think that the stickers are going to make a big, a big difference there too. I love those stickers. I remember when I first started with sunlight and I only had like one or two years worth of books out. I was like, Oh, why do you need the stickers? But as you add <laughs> more programs, it becomes so helpful, especially if you want to reuse a program with younger kids, because then you can easily figure out where everything is. What do you have? What do you need to maybe buy if you lost a book or, you know, something like that. So yeah, those, those labels are great. And then you mentioned that you kind of separated things by week. So what do you do with your IG in a situation like that? Or what do you think you'll do with your IG now that you're going to have all your books out? Cause those obviously take up a lot of space as well. Yeah. The IGs, I also during the summer before school starts realized that I absolutely had to have that prepared so what I did for the IGs was I purchased a, again, a cheap plastic file folder container um, and I purchased the file hanging tabs. So I divided those up between nine week sections with different color file folders. I wish I had them with me, but they're, they're each nine weeks has its own color. And so I bought pocket folders for each week and I went ahead and put out, you know, on one side, my younger ch child's core IGs. And then on the other side, my older children's core IGs and all the activity pages. I even cut out the timeline figures and paperclip them sort of to the pocket that enabled everything to just be ready to go, especially with moving. So I took about 10 weeks worth of folders with me, put those in you know, hard-sided rolling suitcases with the books we needed and had I not had that kind of plan, this move, I think, would have been even more difficult. It was, I won't go into details, but it was very, very difficult this time around. And having kind of all of our schoolwork prepped, ready to go, definitely took a little bit of stress off of that situation. I love that you mentioned moving to you in the middle of the school year, because a lot of times people ask about that. Like, how do I move all of this stuff, how much do I need to keep out so that I can find it once we get to the new place? What would your recommendations be for somebody who is getting ready to move and they're in the middle of their school year? First of all, give yourself a lot of grace. Um, the world is an unpredictable place. Normally, I feel like, you know, over the last couple of years, even more so, and moving is hard, regardless of who you are, how far you're moving. Um, when you're homeschooling, I think a lot of your success depends on how well you can function in the space you have. And when the space you have is changing, sometimes several times in a week, in a month, hotels, Airbnbs, temporary housing, it's hard. So give yourself grace because your children are learning from this experience. And we all know how it is trying to learn when we feel stressed out or we feel like the world is kind of chaos. So lots and lots of grace. But then after that, I would suggest taking a little bit more than you think you might need. So let's say you planned on being in your new house in four weeks. Um, I would pack double that, um, double the amount of IGs or resources, double, you know, all of the corresponding books. I really like small carry-on size rolling luggage pieces because books are heavy and this rolls and you know, it's easy to get in and out of all of my books, you know, were flown on airplanes in cars in, you know, the back of like a pickup truck. They were, they were all over the place and not one had a scratch. So they were very well protected. Uh, 
You know, the zipper compartments on luggage can help with smaller items. Grace, take double what you think you need. And um, yeah, luggage. Those are my top three, <laughs> top three tips. <laughs> luggage is great because it's not going to get mixed in with boxes either. You know that that is your school stuff. So I love that. So now that you're going to be changing it up again, what are, what are you most excited about? Ooh, that's a good question. Honestly, I'm looking forward to just st- stability again. I mean, not only having just this time where things are level again, but being outside, being in this gorgeous location, taking our kids to do all the things that um, we've done here before and, and really love. So honestly, I know it sounds simple, but just being in a home and having just something staying consistent for a while, I'm looking forward to just falling back into this sort of gentle routine of being on the couch with a book and having like that kind of culture where we're just sort of having the time and space to enjoy what we're learning, you know, sprawl out with all the books when we have nice weather. So I'm looking forward to, forward to those sort of idealistic times again. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. Is there anything else that you'd like to share or any tips or tricks you've learned along the way? Yes, this is completely uh, off the wall. Ticonderoga now has these tiny little well-made pencils in boxes and they end up being cheaper and shorter. So I love the full size Ticonderoga pencils, but my son likes to chew on the erasers and then we end up with a bunch without erasers. So I'm going to yep. check out. If you have a dog that eats the erasers, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> we always need more. I feel like the, the pencil to erasure, eraser ratio is just way off. So I was yeah. excited to find these. It's great. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing what you've done, what you've learned. I really appreciate it. And I think it'll help people out quite a bit. It was a pleasure talking with you. Now I am talking to Melanie. Melanie is a Sunlight mom who commented on Katie's Facebook post when she asked to see other Sunlight users' ways of organizing. Melanie posted a shelfie of her beautiful home library, which we'll try to describe in a minute. But first, Melanie, please tell me a little bit more about your family. Okay, we have seven children. Um, So my oldest is in seventh grade and then my youngest is two. So it was a crazy 10 years. They're all in there together. Um, We have been homeschooling with sunlight since the beginning. So this is our ninth year. And um, this year we are doing the um, P4, 5 with the little ones and then C and H both um, together for my older ones are grouped in two groups, but we're kind of uh, stay together somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> so I would assume with three different sunlight programs and seven kids, you probably have to stay very organized to stay yeah. on top of them. <laughs> so let's kind of describe what your setup is for listeners and tell them how many books you have. Cause that just blew me away. <laughs> Actually went into my and added them up this morning so I would know for sure. So I have 2,673 books in our home now. So (laughs) um, we love books. I started collecting books like as soon as we started having babies just at garage sales and stuff. I was always like loading up on the books. And since then, we've culled a few, you know, that haven't fit our family values, but we've just continued really to collect them. So um, for Sunlight, we have all of the cores from the T all the way through J. And um, I actually also bought the the 610, the advanced apologetics. I bought that for myself. So we owe that one too. (laughs) And um, so we have them 
um, in our library area. My husband built our house like with his own two hands, actually, which is really oh, cool. Wow. To plan out how I wanted things and books are a big deal for us. So we have like a approximately a 16 foot wall with a nine foot ceiling and that whole entire wall was our built in bookshelf. And we actually outgrew that last year and had to add a bookshelf to it. <laughs> so it's a, we like books. <laughs> so do you have every sunlight book plus all your personal books on those shelves in that room? Or do you store anything anywhere else also? Um, we have everything in that room at this point in time, um, other than what's in my kids' rooms that they're reading right now or whatever, but they are all stored in there right now. And I do have room for a little bit more. I think I could probably fit another core or two in there as long as I put them on the shelves very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> what organization system do you use to keep track of where things are with, you know, over 2,600 books? How do you keep some from wandering off to other parts of the house or making sure that you know where everything is? For one thing, we don't allow anything with a sunlight sticker on it to leave the house. We utilize the stickers that sunlight provides for the cores so that I can quickly find those on the shelf when I need them. And they are um, grouped together on shelves in their cores as far as read alouds and readers go. Now the history and science books, we actually have separated out by their category or subject on our shelves. And so our sunlight books are mixed in with our other books of the same type. But since they have the stickers on them, I can't easily find them. So when we get in the car, my kids always have a book with them, but they're not allowed to take the sticker books out of the house unless they ask. And that's really just for my older ones, my younger ones, they don't take them out of the house. It's for like staying in that room, like they're welcome to take books anywhere in the house and read them as many as they would like. I just ask they put them back where they found them on the shelf. I, I think it's just like a culture of we just we love to read. Books are important and they they take pretty good care of them for the most part. Bookshelf is gorgeous and neat. And I was wondering how that's possible when you have seven kids getting books in and out. Just my personality. Like I'm a complete type A. I have to have everything in order. So yeah, it's just something that I do. It's important to me. <laughs> and everything looks like it's in a dedicated school room. Is, is that true? You said your husband built the house. So is this a true school room? And have you had that since you started homeschooling or... Did the house get built, you know, kind of in the middle of your homeschool journey? And what did you do before you had this system? Um, so we have not had a dedicated schoolroom our whole journey. We've lived in I, four different houses since we started homeschooling. We've only been here for three years. And so we have always had kind of an area in our house, though, that was a dedicated, I would say, more of a like a playroom or where, where we would keep toys. We don't. We've always had multiple kids in bedrooms, so toys in bedrooms hasn't been something that we've done a lot of. So we've had a place in our home where the toys, whether that was a section of the living room or maybe a small office or formal dining, it's kind of been different every house. So wherever the toys have been, that's where our bookshelves have been too. We haven't always done school in that area, and, and we still don't. I mean, we do have a table in there. I do utilize it um, at different times, but we also spread out. My oldest one needs quiet, so he kind of goes off by himself, and he's pretty independent. The little ones, like sometimes we're on the couch, sometimes we're on the floor, sometimes we're at the table, just depending. But it it is nice to have an area where everything is stored now. 
Yeah, so what did you do before you had this nice setup? Did you have things that were in more of a long-term storage or was it kind of in random closets or, or how did you handle that? We have never stored books at all. So our closets would have only been just like art supplies and things, other things like that related to school. We have always had our books out the entire time. We've never put books up. That's just been really important to us. So we've had bookshelves in our playroom, in our living room, wherever we could fit them in, in whatever house. Cause we've, I've never stored books at all. I love that they're out. Cause then yeah, the kids can go grab what's yeah. good and reread and all of that. And do you think you'll continue with this current setup? What happens if you acquire more books than you have space for? Do you already have a plan in mind for that? <laughs> Well, I mean, I think eventually I'll have to weed through some of them, <laughs> pass them <laughs> on. I know we have some science books that are pretty ancient that I picked up at garage sales and stuff. I'm like, I could probably let some of those go. And definitely some of our board books will eventually probably leave. So I think, I mean, we will be losing some books, but probably not many because I just really love books. And so we will just make them fit wherever we can. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to share as far as maybe tips or tricks you've learned along the way that might be helpful for somebody who's trying to figure out what system they want to do to organize all of their books? Um, well, I use an app that's called Libib and it's L-I-B-I-B. -I, -B. I don't know why they pronounce it that way, but they do. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I use that app. I know that there are other apps out there too. That was just one of the one that looked best at the time that I started using it. And it's helpful for me um, to be able to keep track of that many books because when I do go to a thrift store or a consignment sale and I want to pick something up and I'm not sure <laughs> if we have it, <laughs> I can call my oldest. He usually knows. But for like, I just, it's hard to keep track of them, especially in series. And so having that app right there is just so easy for me to use. You have a friend that uses a spreadsheet. So if that's like how you do things, but just somewhere where you have them all and can access what you have, even when you're away from home, I feel like that that's helpful. You know, it's always good to hear like what other people are reading and what they're liking, what their kids have enjoyed and get ideas from other people too. So I love having the app and the website that I can just access really easily for that too. And because you are such a book fan, I'm curious, do you, as Sunlight updates their programs, do you add the new books for your younger kids? Yes, I do. I went online and pulled like all the retired Sunlight lists um, when I first started. And so I've collected all of those books over the years too. And so, and I do keep them with stickers on them too. So I know what core they were originally with. And so I, like my oldest especially, but even my older three, they all are just avid readers. And so I will just pull extra books from the retired list whenever they're interested in a subject or when I, we do, we always have like required reading even when we're on break from school. And so I just use those books and I don't know, I have a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunlight appeals to bookworms, obviously, because of the literature. So this, yes. I get excited hearing about all of your books. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for being here. I've loved hearing about how you organize your books, all of your different books. That's just amazing. And I'm sure it will be helpful for people who also love books and are trying to figure out where to put them all. So thank you so much. Welcome. <laughs>
Now I am talking to Stephanie. Stephanie thinks outside the box by organizing her sunlight using rolling carts. But before we talk about your method, Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yes. Um, I have been homeschooling for about four years now. Uh, we started in kindergarten from the beginning, and I now have a third grader. I have two children. One's third grade, one is kinder. And we've been using sunlight since the beginning as well. I'd love to hear that. So you've probably acquired quite a few books just in yes. the last four years. So how do you organize sunlight for your kids? So for the current year, we use rolling carts. Um, I don't know the exact size, but they're about the largest cart you can get at, at Michael's. <laughs> and everything for that year is on the cart. So each kid has their own cart. And the bottom two sections have all the books, everything that we, we need for the year. And the top section, I pull out what is needed for that week or, or two weeks, whatever we're, we're going through. And it even holds the sunlight binder. So it has everything. And the reason I like that is because sometimes we're homeschooling in the dining room at the kitchen table. And sometimes we're homeschooling in the living room on the couch and the cart can move throughout the entire house. So it's really nice. I love but. that. Yeah. Super functional. And I've always loved the look of a rolling cart, but I've wondered about like weight capacity and how much they can hold. And so you mentioned <laughs> you put your big IGs on there too. <laughs> yeah. And you fit the entire school year, correct? It's not yeah. just like part of it on that cart. That's amazing. Even um, like the, um, even as far as like, any flashcards they might need or any, anything that, that comes along, it, it holds everything. And um, we do, I have them keep notebooks for their lessons. It holds all that so that they know, especially once they get into the older years and they can become more independent, they can take their cart and, and get started while I'm still working with the younger one. Then they can roll it wherever they need it. So you mentioned like notebooks. Do you also keep school supplies and things like that on the cart? What types of things do you feel like each child needs to um, really do that work? For the younger years, it's usually flashcards or any manipulatives that they have. I also, because Sunlight does the memory verses, I make flashcards with those so that they they can actually see the verse in front of their face whenever they're going through the songs. Um, but yeah, it holds literally everything, even easels to prop pictures up or whatever they need. <laughs> I know you mentioned that you put what they're actively working on on the top couple of shelves. Yeah. So what system do you use to make sure that the carts stay neat, things aren't falling off? I'm sure as books are removed, you know, how do you make sure they get back on the cart and put away at the end of the school day? Um, I think it, it's more along the lines of, of just discipline in the sense of like, we clean up our space after, after lessons are done and everything goes back where it goes. Cause the first few years, and I think a lot of homeschool parents have this, this issue of things not always getting back on the shelf and then you're trying to find things. So I, I'd say it's more along the lines of discipline, just making sure everyone knows, okay, this is where it belongs and we need to put it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and what do you do at the end of the year? You mentioned you've been using sunlight now for four years. So what do you do at the end of the year when you're ready to set up a new year on your carts? What do you do with all that old stuff that your kids have finished? After, so, so I do reuse for, for each child. I, I do love that about sunlight where you can reuse for each additional child. So I take it off the cart, clear the cart, and it all goes into 
some people call them totes, some people call them bins, but they're the big plastic with the lids on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I store a, an entire year in there. And that even includes the extra, you know, the extra science kits, any extra manipulatives. It all goes in there, sealed, labeled, and they all get stacked nicely up against a wall in the closet. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Do you think you're going to run out of that closet space or do you think you've got plenty of room in there for upcoming years? <laughs> we might have to move to the garage. <laughs> so you do one year per tote then or bin? One year per bin. And and I do have my children in separate cores just because they're three years apart so or separate levels. So at the moment we have Kender and third downstairs. And so upstairs in the closet, there is first and second in the closet. So there's usually only about two years in the closet at once while we're going through things at, at the moment. I mean, yeah. obviously years to come, there'll be a lot more. <laughs> what is your top organization tip? If you don't plan to rely on big bookshelves, you know, for storage, what would be your top tip? I, I actually think it comes back to the making sure everything is where you need it to be. No matter where you put it, whether it's a shelf, a cart, making sure that the kind of ground rule, rules, if you will, everyone knows to put everything back where it belongs. So it makes mornings or, or afternoons more smoothly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's something you can start even with young kids. I assume your kindergartner also knows what the, yeah. the plan is and knows how to do that. Thank you so much for sharing your storage solutions with us. I mean, this is proof that you can homeschool with sunlight with all of its books and not need these big massive bookcases. So I really appreciate your being here. Thank you. Now I am talking to Amanda. Amanda is a sunlight mom who also commented on Katie's Facebook post. Amanda, you and I use a similar system, but before we discuss that, please tell me about your family. I have two kids. My daughter is 13 and my son is 11. And we've used sunlight. See, this is, I think, our ninth core that we've gone through in the span of seven and a half years because we go year round. So we, uh, we do kind of a Sabbath school schedule. So we'll go for anywhere between four to six weeks and then take a week off and then come back in. And when we end one year, we take maybe two weeks off and then jump right back in. How do you organize your sunlight materials? We were gifted this schoolroom last year. It got finished probably about six months ago. And that was when we got these nice floor to ceiling bookshelves. But before that we had the little, um, the closet made cubby shelf systems stuck in every available space in the living room and the dining room. We have a bar that's unusable in our dining room. So we shoved some under there and we have one in the living room. And so we just, we kept all of our books on those. And um, as we would finish them, I would move them from the shelf in the living room, which is what we worked off of to the one in the dining room kind of as storage. But it got to the point where we had so many fantastic books that we didn't want to pack away because the kids still looked at them, that we had books double parked on the bookshelf. So we would have small books in the back and more books on front and then (laughs) stacked on top of them. So, um, you know, once we got the, the bookshelves in here, it really helped with organizing them. You know, the ones that we're done with, we just have them by what level they go with. And so I started with the pre-K at the very top. And the sunlight labels really help with that because then I can see these are the colors that belong with that. And so if a book gets 
maybe taken out and not put back exactly where it's supposed to go. I know where to put it. Yeah. And I love the the book labels too. Cause like you said, it's a visual of quickly like, Oh, okay. This is level C or this is level E or, you know, you know exactly where to put everything. Um, and now that you do have the tall bookshelves, do you have everything on your bookshelves? Or are you still storing anything anywhere else in any of your old cubbies or well, somewhere else in the house? This one is everything we're done with. And then we have another one on the other side of the room that has stuff that we're getting ready to use. And then we have a closet made cubby on the other side of the room for some of the um, like art supplies and things like that. And my daughter's books, because she's in level 100 this year. So there's a massive amount of books that she needs to have at her disposal. And then we have another one in the living room that we kind of work off of for the, the whole year. So, I mean, my organization for the year goes from the day the box comes in. So as soon as the box is here, we kind of call off school for a little while and we'll open the box and we, we get out the, uh, the packing list and the catalog and just make sure everything is in there that's supposed to be. And then I'll open up the instructor guides and pull out that master book list. And so once I have that list, I make a copy and just use it. Cause I don't want to mark up the original. I'm, I don't like to mark up the original stuff like that. I don't care. The, the instructor guide schedule pages look awful, but the book lists, I like to keep them pretty clean. So I'll make a copy and then we just start making stacks of them. I'll start labeling those. And then um, since we've got two HBL levels, two language arts levels, two science levels going right now, I like to put them in order and try to keep nine weeks of books together at a time. So I'll go through that list and I'll say, okay, these start in week one. So they need to go in the, we're using this now cubby. And then in the next cubby, I put them in order. So everything that starts in like week two, I'll put the HBL book and then the language arts book, if they've got a new one, and then the science book behind that, because that's kind of the order that we do things in. So I just, for fluidity for me <laughs> and to keep it easy, I just try to keep my tabs in my binder in the same order as the books on the shelf then it just goes on the bookshelf in week order. So there's no question about it. It's when they've got a new book, just go get your new book and they know exactly where to go and pull it off the shelf. And it really keeps things moving smoothly. Our first year, my son was in preschool and my daughter was actually in public school. So we were kind of getting our feet wet and getting a feel for whether homeschooling was going to be a good fit for us by seeing how we did with preschool with him. And of course the, the amount of books for preschool is, rather small <laughs> compared to now. So we just used a collapsible bin. And then once we got to level A, I was like, oh dear, this is not going to work. <laughs> this collapsible bin is not more books now. <laughs> a lot more books. So that's that's how it evolved from collapsible bins to needing a bookshelf was just the sheer volume of books and knowing that this was what we were going to do. Because once we started with both kids, there was no going back to anything else. So you mentioned on Facebook that you have a master's degree in library science. Yes. So did that experience help you kind of figure out, you know, the system of maybe having like backstock books on one shelf and a working shelf, you know, for what you're doing currently? But how did you land on your current system and determine what was going to work best for what you have going on now? We just really love books. So when it, when I asked if they wanted to pack them away, they didn't want to because they wanted to have access to them. So we pretty much kept everything on the same 
cubby until we ran out of space. Mm -hmm. And then we decided we would stick some under the bar in our dining room. And that's where the overflow went. And it was just, it it just kind of made sense that the books that we were done with, but didn't want packed away. We just needed them in a different space, their own space, but to still kind of keep them together just to have them out of our way. So we weren't confused about what book we needed or anything like that, but having them handy, but yes, having books out, I'm not sure if, if my organizational skills impacted my choice to do library science or the other way around, (laughs) but it helps to kind of have a visual and make it look more like a library because that's what it is with sunlight. You are building a library Mm -hmm. of high quality books that you're not going to want to have out of sight because then you can't read them again. And I mean, even now they'll go back and they'll pull out a book. We just read a book that referenced um, Nathaniel Bowditch mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. level F. We were reading um, born in the year of courage mm-hmm. and it referenced Nathaniel Bowditch's book about practical navigation. And so we had a conversation about, Oh, do you remember when we read Mr. Bowditch? And so they were able to come back and grab Mr. Bowditch off the shelf and flip through it. And it's, building a library for for the rest of their lives. I think a lot of times people think, oh, okay, we're done with that year. We're not going to need it till we reuse it maybe with a younger sibling or something like that. But but I agree. I love to keep the books out, especially like as a child learning to read too. They can come back and pull out those preschool books that were, you know, way too hard for them to read when they yes. were in preschool, but now they're able to read them on their own. So yeah, for me, I've always loved to keep the books out as well. Um, and you mentioned that you guys homeschool year round. So you have probably more books coming in every year, even than a family who takes a bigger break. So how do you kind of update yourselves once you get a brand new order or what is your process like when you have your box day and it's time to get ready for the next day? (laughs) Well, last year we were still, um, because we started in February last year and I ordered in March. So we had just started. We were maybe six weeks into our school year and we got all of um, level J and 100 at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we got them all out and we oohed and awed over all of them. But then they had to be boxed back up because there was literally no shelf space until this room got done. Once they're off of the shelf in the living room, they immediately go onto the storage shelf. So I'm trying to, to keep them in order. And like the ones that my son will be reusing in two years are going on this other shelf in order that they're being finished. So I don't have as much to do when it's his turn to get them reorganized because I don't just label with the sunlight labels. I do a label on the back that tells what core it was from, what subject, the year and which kid used it that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a super organized. Yeah. So that probably is the librarian in me coming out. Um, but yeah, then once we're done with them, then we just move them from the in use shelf to the done shelf in order. So we'll start with preschool at the top and then come down and probably all the high school levels will be over on the other bookshelf. Yeah. And what is your number one organization tip? If somebody's starting out and trying to figure out what they need to do, what is the number one thing you think that they should absolutely start with? Probably just realizing what you have and when you're going to need it. Because a lot of people, I think, struggle with the 
the amount of books because it is a lot of books and then not really knowing when am I going to need this? So it, it saves me a lot of time not to have to flip back and forth to figure out what book we're going to need. So having that master book list that tells you the exact order that you're going to need the books and the week that they come in really helps me to be able to get everything on the shelf quickly and organized mm -hmm. so that I know where it's at and what's coming up and I can just go grab it when we need it. So just put it in order by the book list. That would be my number one tip. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much for being here and sharing your ideas with us. Okay. It's been great speaking to you and hearing about your system. And you've actually given me some ideas to further my own organization. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Looking for more? Or do you want ideas for your own unique space? If so, join us in the Sunlight app or on Facebook. Post your questions so that other Sunlight families can help you find the solutions that work best for you. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.